0: I don't even know, like, is my mic even working? It's Does not. You don't even care.
1: Yeah. No, wait for you one second. No, yeah. just, ah, oh. Got it. <laughs> so now we're in trouble, whatever we say. <laughs> That's well, it. Yeah. You
2: are on record.
3: Welcome to the eighth day sojourner new age it's a new age sojourner the resurrected from the dead New creation. Age, we're actually just in the one age now but it's the next one you know we've ditched the the previous age it's been so long we're into the yeah. age
2: of realized eschatology so
3: oh my goodness um what wow how long has it been i don't even know i don't even know it's been a long time long apologies uh i know that we said we'd we'd do something sooner i could give you the tale of
2: war if you wanted Look, one day in a thousand years is the same to the lord so no, exactly that's right. that's right exactly and it's <laughs> just so, um, given
0: everyone an opportunity to go back and re-listen to some old episodes yeah exactly. catch up exactly. on the missed ones and that's right that's really that's right.
3: was the thinking behind
1: uh yeah our genius you know, move break. to
3: um
0: procrastinate um
1: what
3: what happened was we uh one of the things we did was we went to andre and i went to south africa and met up there which was cool we we were we had great plans we were going to record episodes there and we're going to bring that in, and we're going to do this whole thing we didn't do any of that not even one no not even one thing even though we had two weeks extended leave in south africa because i got covid (laughs) while i was there we both (laughs) got covid of course you did it was like you know, we had a lot of opportunity, didn't we, Andrea? We had a lot of opportunity, like a lot wasted, it, wasted wasted opportunity, wasted opportunity. So instead, what we did was we just I don't know what we did. nothing. We met John Mintz. That was one of the things that happened, and uh that's <laughs> the guy. As you see, I think most people let me make sure I'm recording this properly. <clears throat> Gallery, yeah. Um, you can see that little little
2: uh, block there. Yeah, I and, like him uh, already. He's got this winning look, just something about him. Something is about, is about the something about the hair. Yeah, something about the hair, something about the grooming, yeah, something just, something's, something's going going on. working
3: right there. All right. So John <laughs> uh we met him. Uh he, it was just like instant connection. This guy has uh has listened to 2 h surgeon for a while and uh just got hold of us, and we've we've just been texting over the years, you know, or however long we've been going, and uh just in South Africa, finally, and we know all kind of the same people. Um, and, and we just finally decided, hey, let's let's and so John John drove like four hours was it four hours? Four, yeah, hours four hours four hours just to just to like have lunch with us so at that point we declared for four doctor.
1: hours and then i drove four hours home <laughs> yeah. exactly. he is
2: our only, he's our only fan
1: dude
2: <laughs> it, it's but not, what a fan
1: J- i mean J- if you're only
0: gonna have one if
3: you're fan. only gonna have one and it's not your mother <laughs> you they want the guy to drive eight hours to come and see you but in reality, John okay. is not our fan. He is our friend because at the end of the day, man, after that, after that lunch, we declared our undying love to one
2: another, right. and, <laughs>
3: and we gave him, we gave him a Sojourner ring. Show, show, show the ring. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we did
2: yeah. It. Even I don't but, have a
3: ring. Okay, so even Nick, he doesn't have a ring. Okay, I got a ring. Andre, show the ring. Andre, yeah, there we go. But uh Nick doesn't have a ring. We've got a ring for him but he hasn't got it yet. Uh, let's show some of the other cool paraphernalia. What, what were you guys drinking out of there? What? Everyone had all these c- cool coffee mug things. Very, yeah. very nice. They're like wow. those nice tin ones. That's, That's the one nice. that Josiah used to drink out of. Was oh, in an in that was
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay, nice. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, and, yes. There we go. And then, and then one that. of the things that uh, John did do was he, uh, he if you're wondering, yes, I, I know many people will be wondering, why my beard looking so amazing if they're watching it. <laughs> how does he how does he grow? how does he groom it so well well today what I'm what I'm what I'm wearing is uh is a little bit of Spurgeon beard balm or what do you call it a uh, little beard balm, yeah, right? beard balm and uh oops sorry and then um uh I, I'm, I believe I'm lacing that with a little bit of Augustine today uh, you know you got you got some mm. tears going Kelvin some Augustine and, uh, and then just finishing the job with this handy dandy beautified beard cone, which is yeah, really, really, very it. good. I must say, it's like one of the best ones I've ever tried. So, John, and if you want to get some of your own beautified stuff, you
1: gotta where do you go, John? Uh, beautified.co.za And you beautified. have to order from
3: South Africa and pay the postage.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Uh... <laughs> well, our, our
2: South African fan base can order from that,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: well, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. I would say Huge. The South African fan base.
0: Yeah, Mart, Dad, you listening?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, th- these are really cool pr- uh, products. Though. It's such a bummer. They have to, you know, we can't make a way to kind of get them. Some, we need some global distribution system, you know. But for new- you guys,
1: I'll, I'll make it work. We'll, we'll have to send some to New Zealand to new for Zealand. Nick as well.
3: Yes, I need it. we got to get it done. Look at his beard, man. It's a wreck. It's an absolute wreck. <laughs> I don't know my hair. It it's always rough.
1: getting in my
2: eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I've got the head shiner as well. Do one you, Oh, I've got to get me one of those.
3: <laughs> awesome. So, uh, but, you know, beyond that, we were just chatting and, you know, it's just great to meet another like-minded brother and, I don't know, that john really reminded me a lot of nick actually i don't know what it is maybe it'll come through maybe it'll come through as we go it's
2: they're, the they're calm like, it's the inner strength it's yeah, the godly it's, character
3: slightly abrasive yeah. edge <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh that's what it was oh, no. um, the
3: stare of a leopard seal <laughs> so um you know one of the things we want to do is just get him on um just because we were chatting, so uh, it was such a, a cool time hanging out. But uh, also, we wanted to kind of, as I think we mentioned, I think we did mention we were going to look at uh, Cicero on friendship or something along those lines, and uh, we were just going to work around that that concept for a little while. So hey, what better to have uh, us talk about that with some more friends on the show? And um, and so thanks, John, for joining us. Really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. We know. Also, I just remember oh, your your your, your your daughter. Um, I forgot her name. Who's also listened to a whole
1: bunch of these? Uh, oh Emily, yes. Emily, let's let's do a quick shout out for Emily. No, 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 she's not around, no. is she? Uh, she's busy with schoolwork at the moment. Uh, okay. Well, if she wants no, to pop in into her at no, 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 no. But uh,
3: you...
1: she's she's also an artist and she drew your uh, your podcast setup. <laughs> so I gotta send you the picture. Oh dude, amazing.
3: Oh,
0: cool. You know,
1: like Very anima- cool. animated characters of <laughs> really? Oh, really? cool.
3: Yeah. Oh boy. Um so you know, yes. if she wants to pop I'm in, that's cool. I'm very intrigued by that. Got to see that. Yeah, to see that. <laughs> if she wants to pop in. That's totally cool because there's no there's no school in uh, the Escaton, bro. You know, we're in the we're in the end day here. <laughs> we don't we don't need no school. So mm. you know, she can she can hang out. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's debatable. There might be school. There might be school, but it'd be like more. It'd be more like the thoroughgoing type under Aristotle who is saved, mm. and you know, not talking any nonsense anymore and just sticking with you know, what he should have said all along and the nuggets of natural theology now are redeemed in their proper focus for all eternity. As we go to kind of getting the, getting the picture. Getting it. i sorry. Was it meant
0: to be subtle? No, it was.
3: Well, what what I'm doing (laughs) is (laughs) I'm bridging, I'm bridging into our new season, right? (laughs) Because what we're doing here is we're, we're saying um, one of the books uh, that I think we mentioned as well, that we want to look at is um Jesus, the great philosopher, rediscovering the wisdom uh, needed for—oops, uh, oops—for uh, the good life. Um, and uh, let me see if I can just give a quick. Oh, there it is. Cool on my iPad. It'll come through. Um, and that's written by Jonathan T. Pennington, who I really like, and um, and I love this book. So, and it's just a great, great way to sort of channel the discussion because one of the things we said was. You know, two age sojourner The idea is to look at the at the sacred side and the theology side, and the uh, in in with no mocking in our voice at all. The 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 eschatology side, the 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 sense of 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 all of that as it um, as we as we live in it even now in the overlap of the ages. But at the same time, there is common grace. There is all of the stuff that we are dealing with now. There is natural theology. There is all of those uh, realities of of goodness and truth and beauty that, that we want to also be talking about and, and thinking about and processing in light of a Kleinian rubric and uh, a, a two-age sojourning sort of uh, uh, worldview. So, uh, you know, there are many ways you could approach that, obviously. I mean, when you think about um, the common grace, you could be thinking about it through the rubric of state, through the rubric of just, you know, uh, those things that ameliorate difficulties in, in um, uh, society. But I think one of the, for me, one of the things that really appeals... Is uh, there's something I just you know I don't want, I don't want to say I have a there is a kind of thing going on in ancient Greek philosophy that captures um, almost like the greatest thinking under the rubric of of natural law and and uh, just what can be done with the mind and nature and so forth and they mm-hmm. didn't get everything right of course and there, there are all sorts of things that need to be filtered through scripture but in terms of just starting a discussion point, ancient Greek philosophy tends to work very well. And um, and so that book might be a great way for us to sort of launch a, a long series thinking about this um, in, a, in a more sustained way. Um, but one of the things we wanted to look at as well, and you can kind of see some of these sets behind me, is uh, some of the, the, the great books and the the classics. And just again, similarly, they, they encapsulate some of the great thinking done even without the rubric of special revelation and and uh and and it's really a joy to look at those things and compare them to what god has revealed and see oh amen you know they have they're saying the same things this is Mm -hmm. where they differ this is how we can do it this is how we can process life together and we're also
2: bringing that pastoral edge that pastoral perspective that's mostly nick yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sorry. You're bringing the doctor's perspective. That's oh, right, thank Mike. you, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, yeah, Doctor yeah. Mike Beck. Uh, it's more.
3: It's more <laughs> that I'm. Uh, it's more that I'm just not really thinking myself in two pastoral ways these days. I've, I've been like uh the worst pastor ever. It's basically a a good way to put it.
1: Oh, um, Mike. No,
3: come on. Come on. uh, You're the
2: best pastor. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's why I love you guys. That's why you are my friends. Friends. Um, (laughs) So look, for this, you know, we're going to shake it up a little bit. We might, I don't know, it might evolve into a strictly Cicero thing, but uh, it's been like, I read, what did I read? Let's have a look at this. Um, This was the one I was looking at. uh, i was just doing the audiobook unscribed uh how to be a friend an ancient guide to true fellowship um and this is narrated by i can't even read the guy's name because it won't give me the thing mm. but uh it's just like a like a nicely presented version of what i'm sure you could find uh, elsewhere on the open domain and just uh what did you read where was your source there nick
2: um i got some like old latin guy so uh, yeah. Cicero, cicero Amicitia. On friendship and Scipio's dream, translated with an introduction and notes by Andrew P. Peabody, eighteen eighty-seven. How about how about yeah. I be the pastor guy and you be the doctor guy? How about we do that? Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, Andrew, what did what did you get stuck into?
0: Well, I to be honest, I, I, so I, I was looking at the same um, Cicero thing that Nick was, but. Yeah. Uh, the one that I really got into most of all was Aylred on spiritual friendship.
3: That was the Okay. One yes. Cool. Cause we, we had, I was going to say we had a on. few things going on. So there was that. And then um I know uh, John had some thoughts about, well, he just, you've been reading CS Lewis on friendship or something.
1: Mm, was I, strange.
3: was I imagining that?
1: Yeah. I went back to the four loves. But cool. also read the same one as you, Mike. Uh, yeah. The one on script. Yeah.
3: Cool. Excellent. So, you know, haven't been too strict about it but we thought that could launch us into a discussion about friendship which is always a uh you know we've, we've been toitering around with but it just deserves its own episode um and uh you know in that vein just just kind of bridges into some of the other stuff we'll talk about that along a similar line as we go forward mm. um friendship you know again it's like one of those interesting subjects one of the first things that 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 strikes me in the face as i read these guys or, or go back a little bit it's just how much we take it for granted, you know that they they they're, they're exalting this virtue, this reality, this you know, mm-hmm. talking about like, well, what madman would would what what beastly person would prefer material possessions to a friend, you know, and and then you know they they talk about friendship in such lofty terms. Sometimes you you have to go, wait a minute, is he talking about his wife or is he talking about a friend or <laughs> what, what, what's yeah. happening, you know, and um and it's just a real paradigm shatter and it just it's quite riveting i i you know i know we haven't really even touched base uh, about it together but for me i found the whole thing absolutely riveting and, and you know uh, i know nick had some uh, more more skeptical conclusions yeah
2: i think um I, I can't i can't not take i can't remove my Vantillion lenses Got so it. every time I come to uh, anyone who's not a Christian, I'm looking for the errors. I'm looking yes. for the faults. Mm-hmm. I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to remind myself to wear the Klein glasses to it to look for the common grace, to look for all truth being God's truth. Yeah. Um. So I did read it very critically, and every now and then I got super annoyed. Yeah.
3: Although I would say you've just uh, you've said something very controversial there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just just because because what, the Klein... controversial. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I mean, it. I mean. You know, beyond the issue of, of whether one can look at a uh, common grace and it's just that whether Klein was Vantillion or not is the big question. So to put our, um... our Kleinian glasses on <laughs> might take us right back to ventil if we're not careful. <laughs> um, so, you know, let's say our Aquinas glasses <laughs> or something like that. Oh, you know? now you're saying oh, Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, you get the point. And uh we yeah. we uh we want to sort of just wrestle with these things because no doubt both of those things need to be um uh, factored in. But to start that, and then one of the, and then you know, bring in some Lewis, bring in whatever thoughts we had, you know, even if no one's ever said it. And then the other thing I was thinking about, just to put a little special, because we're all in ministry here. Uh that's something we should mention. And maybe, John, before I say anything more, give us a little lowdown of your life um and your your ministry so that we have some context there. Everyone knows us. Uh, ad nauseum at this point. So tell us about yourself, bro.
1: Uh John Menton, uh born in South Africa and East London, spent uh 20, about 20 years in East London, uh, moved to Florida, the United States, uh at 20. I got married at 21 uh, to my wife, Naomi. Uh, we stayed in Florida, worked in IT for about 13 years, got involved in church planting. Um, towards uh, the end, uh, around 2010. And then was part of uh, uh, Acts 29 church plant in, in Florida, uh, Cross Point, and uh, some of the Crosspoint congregations. And then we moved back to South Africa in 2014 um, to start a, a nonprofit called Forever Mercy. And uh, we provide a, provide a home for uh, children who are vulnerable in need uh, whether they're orphans or children uh, in vulnerable situations. And mm. so we've been running that for about eight years now. And uh, yeah, we currently have six children, uh, additional children with, living with us in our home, Fantastic. which makes the total now eight. And so yeah, we have a, we have a busy home. We have a full <laughs> and then uh, That's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, as far as our church family is concerned, we're part of uh, Cambridge Baptist <laughs> Church. Uh, in east yes. london and uh it's um part of the baptist union but uh elders uh hold to the 1689 who's nice. your minister if nice. i may ask uh, it's pastor Bolela zalabe okay nice yeah. Yeah.
3: Excellent, man. Well, so, you know, and with that background in place, you know, we've all got this pastoral spin on things, as Nick was saying a little bit earlier. So, one of the subjects that we, I think, have to think about as well, because I just recently, if you guys saw that article that was going around um, friendship in pastoral ministry. And I almost wanted to change gears entirely and just go, let's just (laughs) start on that article. But um, it's just, it was quite provocative because it was like, guys, I hate to break it to you. You know, you can't really have friends in pastoral ministry because, you know, <laughs> they're going to kind of, they're going to betray you and leave you and everything. And it's, it's just one of those. But, and, and you know, think of, uh, think what you want about the article itself. But I thought it is an important thing to sort of process in light of this discussion, which might add a unique uh, dimension to it. So yeah, Nick,
2: sure.
3: with that in mind, you kick us <laughs> off, bro. Tell us a little bit of what you were skeptical about. Let's well, start with the band. Um,
2: well, let's start with Cicero, bro. Come on, man. Let's yeah. set the context. Okay. So, uh, Cicero was, um, I've got my Britannica.com article open here. Mm-hmm. Born 106 BC, died 43 BC. So, we're, we've got a pre Christ uh, guy. Uh, Cicero was a Roman statesman, lawyer, scholar, and writer. And uh, the article says, who vainly tried to uphold Republican principles in the final civil war that destroyed the Roman Republic. So basically, before the Caesars came in, mm-hmm. so you had republics versus uh, Republicans versus Caesars. <clears throat> so the whole Julius Caesar thing, he, uh, he would have been on the cusp of that. And so uh, I think I found it very helpful just to read a little bit of his career and his life just recognizing that he was a man who was trying to build a utopian idea on earth, you know, mm. just a, a, an earthly utopia. What's, what's the best that that wisdom can build us. We don't have religion. How can we build a perfect world? And um, so maybe I should state the positive And then the negative, I think as I read through him, I was impressed with, you know, there was a mix of politics, philosophy, psychology, and just common sense, you know. There yes. was, you know, multi-disciplines coming through, and every now and then I'm going, "Yeah, that's good. That sounds like psychology. Yeah, that's yes. good. That's good political principle. Yeah, that's good. That's just good old common sense." Yeah. Um, and so I just appreciated, you know, the I guess the breadth of the man. He was more, I guess, what we would call a Renaissance man. If you uh, can f- yes, forgive the yes. anachronism, so <laughs> you know, multi-skilled, multi-disciplined, mm-hmm. and uh, applying his, his intellect to all sorts of areas, and just just seeing how all areas of life are integrated. Mm. Um, but I think what bothered me as I read through him, and this is this is just my initial impressions, is that he's very much a political animal, right? And so it's all about the pragmatism. So when when you look at how does he define good versus evil? It's that which brings about the political good Right. <clears throat> is right. often driving his definition. And then um, I, I guess maybe I've been trained by feminism, you know, throughout the whole book on, on friendship, there was no mention of marriage, uh, you know, where we would recognize that our wives are, are a primary pillar, mm-hmm. a primary friend, and obviously yeah. they're a friend in a different way, <clears throat> but there was just no recognition of, of what God has given man as his helpmeet. Yeah. So that he's no yeah. longer lonely. <clears yeah. Yeah. <clears <throat> so and I thought that point. whole whole, yep. whole element was missing. Yeah. Um, so. And then, of course, there was his, I guess, his pragmatism coming through again. I saw a mix of, you know, there's no real spirituality. So let's believe in annihilationism. Mm. But then, yeah, we can use the gods and religion for pragmatic and political purposes. And so mm-hmm. you see this. This is where my Vantillianism kicked in this, this mix of rationality versus irrationality, where he would have you know, drawing on on both aspects to try and bring about a, a political good. Yeah. So so as I was listening to him on friendship, although I could, you know, appreciate little axiomatic positive statements <clears throat> as he was incorporating them into an overarching political mindset, yes. I was bugged. Okay. Yeah. Because where our goal would be the glory of God yeah. and, you know, a, a loving Christian community and marriage and the family and all these other things that God had put in place. He, he wasn't working within the same boxes. Yeah. And I, I felt every now and then he was just going in a different direction.
3: <clears throat> right. Yeah. So uh, one of the funniest that you're talking there reminded me just these clips that he would make every now and again, where he would say, well, and I'm speaking now of the common friend, not of the philosopher <laughs> yeah if you caught that you make this whole big thing you'd be like what and go, but I'm speaking now of the common friend not of the wise man <laughs> you'd be like well what do you mean by that um but yeah no I agree and I think one of the things that you have to uh do going into this might be a, a helpful little principle setting it up especially I mean this is certainly reading um ancient philosophy and yeah and a guy like um uh, Cicero uh, but I think even to watching movies or or just engaging with anything that's secular you almost have to go take it for granted that that's going to be you know present to some degree or another that that the goal is wrong (laughs) that there is a wrong motivation to it or something's deeply wrong you know at, at the core of it and if you don't do that there's there's a real danger because yeah you'll just you will get taken along for a ride that really you shouldn't be going on and um and you're not looking at it in a, in a discerning way so I think that is a good starting point in many ways you've got it uh, you're looking for good true and beautiful but you're not ever you know imbibing anything that's contrary to uh, this great big goal and principle that the scripture set up for you so and yeah I think I mean I'd, I'd agree you know and you could probably find yeah. that and in, in way more um, Andre you have any thoughts
0: no I just um I do I, I well, I thought it might be helpful to go to Cicero's definition of friendship, but uh, yes, good. Um, uh, just on that though, just while you were while you were saying that, it got it kind of got me thinking about the, the Ten Commandments and the way the Old Testament is always incorporating, um, so providing a true guide to what was prevalent in the ancient Near East. So you've hmm. got the Ten Commandments went unique to the Bible um you know lots of the proverbs weren't unique to the bible mm, uh, mm. you've got uh you know the they kind of in some sense even the the creation in that ha- has similarities to other cultures but what you have in in scripture is the is the the truth outlined for us so where the other cultures go wrong and and what we should believe and shouldn't believe and i guess as christians we're approaching, we're seeing that almost as a kind of model. Uh, I don't know if that's fair to say of, of how we take common grace from the culture, because we're seeing that there is good, true, and beautiful out there, but that it is going to need the lens of scripture to help us to clarify what um, what is true and what we can hold to as, as, as right statements about God mm-hmm. and about about reality. So I guess we, we see that pattern of, you know, we're not just doing our own thing because of our particular love for uh, for things you know antiquated and classical but you know in in the scriptures themselves you see this kind of approach of recognizing that all truth is god's truth and mm. and using scripture mm. um, and the apostolic testimony as a way of discerning that so
3: mm.
0: yeah um, good good but anyway cicero's definition of friendship yeah uh, i thought i thought maybe if i just dropped that we could good. we could analyze it from there so yeah.
2: what paid um, you on there andre
0: uh, so I'm I, well at the moment. I'm getting this from Elred. so I'm not okay, on the Cicero one. stuff. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Um, but uh, so uh, Elrid says, is Cicero's definition not an adequate beginning? Friendship is agreement in things human and divine with goodwill and charity. Friendship is agreement in things human and divine with goodwill and charity. That's Cicero's you know, brief definition of a friendship, or at least in Elwood, that's how he summarizes it. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. Well, I guess what we think, it, it raises a lot of questions <laughs> off of the bat mm. because automatically it's saying, well, it, it, it sort of implies that there can't really be friendship where there is disagreement. Yes. And I think that is a big field to think through because particularly in our world where it's just kind of right and left lobbing grenades at each other, mm-hmm. you know, and this increasing division, particularly in the States, I think, you know, but, but to some extent, all over the world. Um, and we really live in a culture where I think it really is important to, to learn, to agree, to disagree in some ways. So how does Cicero's idea of friendship play into that? Um, but the also the agreement in things human and divine. Uh, so, uh, to what extent uh, does that mean that even as Christians, um, you know, to what extent does true friendship become friendship? I mean, what be friends I, with can Catholics. I be friends with a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I, mean, exactly. I, I was going to say Roman Catholic, but sure, that's, you know, that's, that was. <laughs> That's, that's the kind of idea. So, you know, to what extent, and, and I guess it's a kind of um, asymptote, you know, where it's it kind of friendship increases where agreement in increases. But I just thought those are very two, two very important things uh, to think through just off the bat from that definition.
2: Mm. Right. John, John Menton's got some wisdom from C.S. Lewis for us on that. Oh, you've end. just been, wow, that's a,
0: <laughs> no, no pressure, you put, put, that's the cleave, you've just been
3: cleaved by the cleavester,
2: that's like a
3: hospital pass. <laughs>
2: and with that segue. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, how'd you go on Cicero, that book, before we jump into Lewis, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just a little warm up there, Nick. My goodness. <laughs> okay. Any ideas, any, any thoughts there, John?
1: Uh, yeah, I think CS Lewis, I, you know, he's, his famous, uh, quote there around, you know, you, you meet someone and, uh, you begin talking and it's like, you have that, you know, I, I, I couldn't imagine someone else, you know, uh, thinking this way, you know, is there, is there someone else out there that, you know, like me? And then, yeah. you know, he basically says like you too, you know? Uh, yeah. and yeah. so I, I think that's, he is saying that there's, you know, you obviously have to have some, there's something about agreement uh, yes. that, that yes. brings us together. As well. It's yeah.
3: interesting. Cause you wouldn't even like,
1: you know, just thinking about that, that
3: definition, it's almost more than you would even require of a marriage covenant. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, obviously there, there is yeah. again, like to, to, to say exactly what you just said, the more agreement, the better, but like, it's not necessary that you agree on every single thing uh, to even, you know, to have a really solid marriage. So so it's like his, he's got a really lofty sort of definition in place there. But I think maybe what I, what I was thinking is that it's almost like you've got you've got I mean, it is also true that you have kinds of friendships, you know, so if if you limit, you know, his, his definition is not wrong. Uh, it, it's just it's just that it's like it's not all encompassing enough. But you know, if if you think of it, if you just add the words "kind of" friendship, uh, then you've got something really powerful there because that also does exist. You know, as uh, as John was saying there, so you've got you've got something that every now and again comes al- comes along that is really quite powerful and needs a needs to be re- needs to be recognized at some level, you know, and really treasured. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think Elrond then... does
0: does have different categories of, of friendship, but I think what. The kind of friendship that that he sees cicero as kind of advocating which he would call spiritual friendship is that friendship which has value in and of itself as opposed to a friendship which has value because of what it, it does or gains for you so hmm, um, yeah. so he does look down on those kinds of almost pragmatic friendships or, or friendships, whether they're that's very stoical yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's mm. like almost a, a friendship where self-disinterest it could be about a bias where like everyone just enjoys getting smashed together. And that's the basis of their friendships. And so friends are good because they provide a social scene in which you can satisfy your simple urges. But you've also got friendships, which you come together for the purpose of worldly gain in some way, whether that's economic Mm. or social or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you see spiritual friendship as being... As something which has value in and of itself it's like a, a connection of souls
2: that mm. is
0: intrinsically valuable mm.
2: yeah yeah I mean, my, my memory of uh, C.S. Lewis's definition of fair, friendship is that friendship is often built around a common interest so you can have personality types that are completely different so you can have mm. a quiet guy and a loud guy you can have someone who's outgoing and vibrant and someone who's retiring but they're both passionate about you know toy airplanes <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
2: and uh, it's that common interest and even if they have differing opinions about how things should be done if they've got different op- opinions about how politics should be done it's their common passion in politics yep. which brings the friendship together and in fact it's the differences in their common interest yes that bring about the the sparks and the conversations and right. the debates that right. are done you know in a friendly manner and all yes. that but but it's so there's that commonality yet there's that difference in that commonality
1: mm. you know and mm.
2: And yeah. uh, just, you know, talking about spiritual friendship and it's, I guess, you know, what's what, where I struggled with the definition is how can we not be friends with every Christian? Right. We have, if we have a common interest in the Lord, if we have the most important things in common, Wow. despite our differences, how can't we rejoice with those who rejoice? Weep with those who weep. How can't we have some,
1: some way of connecting with every other child of God?
3: Yeah. Sorry, John, go for it. You were, you were going to say something.
1: No, I was just going to say that or, um, what Nick was saying, the, the quote, uh, I just found it. Um, of oh, course. Cool. Lewis says friendship arises out of mere com- um, companionship when two or more of the companions discover that they have in common some insight or interest or even taste which the others do not share, and which till that moment each believed to be his own unique treasure or burden. The typical mm. expression of opening friendship would be something like What? You two? <laughs> I thought I was the only one. It is when two such persons discover one another, when whether with immense difficulties and semi-articulate fumblings, or with what would seem to us um, amazing and elliptical speed, they share their vision. It is then that friendship is born and instantly they stand together in an immense solitude.
3: Wow. This is so much better than any of you guys said it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> next time just read less so just
1: leave reading from the
0: start
3: <laughs> but hang, on, hang yeah. on so
0: that's really interesting though okay because i think that does bring up an intersection of the mm-hmm. ideas because you've got okay so c.s lewis must be thinking at least in part of tolkien
2: uh, as i think he's, he's thinking about his own friendship circle what were they called
0: the inklings
2: the inklings that's that yeah. group of writers so,
0: Exactly. And, and, Tolkien was, you know, like his closest in the Inklings, his closest friend, but here's the really interesting thing about that friendship is that as they carried on, you know, because Tolkien, you know, famously led C.S. Lewis to, to the Christian faith and uh, was instrumental in his conversion. But then um, as C.S. Lewis went on in the Christian faith, he became increasingly critical of Roman Catholicism. And that, drove a real wedge between Tolkien and Luth. So the, the longer their friendship went on, actually the 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 harder it was for, for them to stay together because there was this increasing divide of theological opinion.
1: Mm. So that
0: so there you have mm. I, I think it highlights the importance of agreement, or at, at least at a functional level, at, at an experiential level, because you've got someone like Lewis, undoubtedly thinking something about Tolkien when he's saying what you two, because they were they were total literary nerds together, you know. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. the same time, there was something that that was driving them apart, and I wonder if, I wonder if that's the. I mean that is the sense in, in, in that that Cicero and yep. Elred are trying to uncover it's that where that doesn't happen yes. you know there's there's such a so Pennington you know in the Jesus the great philosophy he, he summarizes ancient greek views of friendship by saying that basically they saw it as a kindred spirit a kind of other half right, right, you know right you, you find a second self yes, who's yes. so much like you so that profound. you're basically looking yeah. at
2: yourself in the mirror
0: Yes. Now if that happens, you're not gonna you're not gonna drift apart, but that's quite it's quite rare. And I it's think that's rare. just yeah. what
2: yeah. isn't that a very masculine definition of friendship? Just to throw that out there. Like because well, I mean, here we are with our, our interests. But I mean, yeah. I'm just trying well, this is where marriage comes into it for me. I mean, we have a you know, we we we're brought together as husband-wife, and we have a, a partnership of you know, where there's different roles, there's different responsibilities, there's a, a complementary relationship rather than a You know, two partners with the exact same sort of interest where you know as we run the home it's it's our differences that that make our strengths, which make us a a better partnership. Um, And so, in one sense i'm finding in this definition of friendship it's it's lacking the. The functional realities of marriage. And it's it's almost like two guys going off and being friends together because they're you know they're both like PlayStation or you know they're both like guitar or they're both like politics or they're both like Klein. But that's what you I'm know? saying.
0: I think it's not that. <laughs> I I, th- I think it I, I don't think it is that. Mm-hmm. So C.S. Lewis is talking about that kind of common interest. But yeah. I think the the Greek guys we're, were were pushing beyond that. I think they were saying it's not just having a common interest. It's it's literally a kindred.
2: Well, I mean, my, my reading of, of, Cicero, of Cicero was that, you know, if a man wants the good of the state, that's the only sort of man he could be friends with.
0: Well, because that's what he's associating as the highest good. So it's yeah. not just like a, a hobby or an interest. It's yeah. the, it's for Cicero, that is the highest ideal. And so for Elred, that highest ideal is Christ. And so um, mm. for him, true friendship can
3: only <clears> happen rarely between two Christians who are both seeking Christ together. Now thinking about Um, friendship and the way that that plays in with marriage as well. I mean, an interesting text has always been, and I'll read it in the spirit of our literary classics. I'll read it from the King James version, but it's in uh, second Samuel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can someone else just have an NIV ready? I I am distressed for thee, my brother, Jonathan, very pleasant hast thou been unto me. Thy love (laughs) to me was wonderful passing the love of woman. I mean, mm. I've always wanted to say that to Nick. I've never quite like <laughs> only be said to me
2: <laughs> in front of your wife. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: it's just like, what? What is going on there? You know. And um, I mean, we've had we've had vibrant Bible studies on that one, but you know, the the there is, uh, you know, even there, it's touching on something of the same truth. Yeah. In that, it's not to the neglect of the. The, the reality of, of a marriage covenant. And and it to me it feels almost like the same thing can be said for a marriage covenant, certainly uh at a certain level. But in the same way that you would say it's it's not, you know, the thing that defines a marriage covenant or makes it successful. Uh there is some some kind of friendship, you know, that that just that is a treasure in this way. And should be regarded. Yeah, I don't know, like, I wouldn't even have said passing the love of woman, but he said it, so I can say it. <laughs> uh, well, I I'd, mean, I, I would, I would I just say it's
2: different, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. we're talking now about the nature of marriage, but you know, I hear about men who have these incredible, you know, have they have these incredible mind to mind theological engagements with their wives. You know where they're able yeah. to open up the deep things of hebrew and greek and systematic theology and you know god's ac it's not the <laughs> nature of my marriage. blessedness of god and i'm thinking that i'm so happily married but the nature of my friendship <laughs> with my wife does not consist in those things i'm not even I, sure I'd I'd like I'd like that. i have my guy friends yeah. with, who I, with. <laughs> right. yeah. I do different things with my wife
3: yeah right totally so exactly and <laughs> there's just I, some I, things you, <laughs> you want to keep in their rack apartments you know what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: i just Uh, no i was i was gonna say no but but i think that's it so for a marriage to be successful it doesn't have to be a friendship in this sense does it
3: no
2: so
0: obviously we're going to talk about um you know even even the the reference you made to to genesis um uh genesis one and two about the you know yeah exactly i i don't you see, I think, I don't think that what's chiefly, I think we read that and we think, oh, poor Adam was lonely and he needed a woman. But I think, I, I think it's actually saying slightly more about the purpose of marriage and that it's actually to fulfill the, the, the imaging task. Come on, of, you can say it. The dominion mandate. The dominion mandate. That's <laughs> what, <laughs> no. I, so I, I don't, I, you know, I think loneliness is actually secondary to what's happening there. Yeah. So not that yeah, I'm diminishing that that is part of it. But yeah, I mean, they the needed to have they needed to
3: make babies, you know, so it was, it was not got You know, you couldn't do that yeah. alone. You needed, you needed to help me to do the task. All I'm saying is I don't think
0: you have to be a kindred spirit in this exact same way in order to have a, a loving, faithful, satisfying marriage. Whereas, yeah. um, and I think there is a sense in which I think, I wonder if perhaps even in Christian culture, We've looked to marriage to satisfy this desire for friendship. Right, right. That's that actually, I think, yeah. has caused yeah. a lot of problems. Yeah, and then people are thinking, oh, well, my marriage isn't like that. Maybe I need to look elsewhere, kind of thing. Yes, the guys need big guy girlfriends.
2: Whoa. <laughs> well, I, I, that's, that's, that's impressive I mean, for
3: a guy trained by feminism.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to him or to me? It's to you. I'm just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised you're so binary, Nick.
3: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, and um, classic. No, so I,
0: I, but I, so I do think what's funny is I've like basically been like the last, the last couple of weeks, I've just been phoning like every pastor in my, in my County. And it's just like, Hey, do you want to go out for coffee? And the whole time I'm sitting there at coffee, I'm just looking at them wondering, are you a kindred spirit? Can we be friends? You know? (laughs) it's like one one particular your love
2: better than the love of a woman yeah <laughs> i just want to know that you know I, I, otherwise this is a waste of time that.
3: we're wasting time
2: yeah there's some yeah. other guy out there
0: we
3: need to look elsewhere but
0: like once i even quoted to and i said are oh, you this guy you know <laughs> <laughs> I just responded i think i might be and then that's wonderful you know
3: <laughs> classic <laughs> uh, so so like there's lot of stuff the- around exactly no i mean look and and that's kind of i really i mean i think as you read through this particular you know treatise, that he that that's probably the thing to really major on you know as, as it intersects with what you know david was saying about jonathan but but that, that that is what is exalting and i i definitely picked that up i was going through it thinking i mean this guy is as you said earlier andrea i think that was from well I, i'm pretty sure i got that from cicero um, where he uh you know he talks about you find someone like that and you've you've lived two lives not one you know it's like you're yeah. you just it's it's something something amazing happens in that friendship and it it's it, it, the way that he described it you know it almost like brought me to tears it was quite it was quite powerful
2: haven't you and- found that uh with amongst pastors well at least pastors of a like mind that that's that that's yeah. often true
3: because you have got but the you, highest goal in there. You've th- got there's the, there's a brotherhood of uh, those who
2: are in a ministry setting. There's yes. a there's a way of thinking an experience of life. There's a, yes. an interest, a goal. It it, is, it, it's, I, I guess that it would be something. Of a like
0: mind is key in that. I yeah, mean, but, also, yeah. But, but also men who've been <laughs> in
2: the army together. Yes. Or, or, yes, or people who've suffered through a, a terrible exactly. catastrophe together. Yes. through trauma together. together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's it's unifying experiences.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I suppose what we're doing there is bridging from the, the sort of more cautionary um, elements to maybe, I mean, even if we did reduce it to these, um, you know, pithy anecdotal sort of, you know, things that come up in, in, in the treaties, but nevertheless, worth reading, in my, in my opinion, just for those yeah. things, because they're memorable, they do really get you thinking and changing course in a number. Of, I found myself thoroughly you know, it just, I need to process this. I need to sit down and process this. Like I would process a proverb or something, Um, but things like we show our character um, as friends uh, when we're doing well, you know, or when we're doing really poorly and then the vice versa as well. You know, when, when our friends are doing really well, or when they're doing really um, badly. So, you know, that's when it starts coming through. Uh, that's when you start seeing these things. And then you know, obviously the, there's a mirror for you right there. that's that's there's so much biblical truth there that you can that you can contemplate, that you can think about. i I did I did think so many times about about what, you know, how he how he just almost forbade him at certain points was saying exactly what Jesus was saying about about uh, you know, this life and, uh, you know, the way that we're so preoccupied with, with um, possessions and, you know, worldly elements that we overlook the substance of life. You know, it's life is not just eating and drinking. There's something more. And we behave like beasts, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he really majored on that in many different ways and brought out many different truths. But um, that was an important part of the the treatise for definitely. me. And I think definitely worth reading for that.
2: Well, I mean, just if you, if you take his understanding of friendship, which I think does line up with certain biblical principles <clears throat> and you look at the, situation we're in now with the 21st century. So if you look at things like the tribalism, you know, the the left and right parties, Mm, if mm. you look at the cultural alliances, so right now, there are there are hot topics that people are being very opinionated and outspoken on. And we're seeing strange bedfellows where you know, maybe an atheist and even a right wing conservative Mm -hmm. guy would get into to bed together against the common enemy. Mm. And you're seeing a cultural alliance. And so there's a, a temporary friendship, but it's not mm. a friendship that's, it's not a partnership that's built on a real common worldview, a common interest. Mm. And so, you know, there are these cultural alliances that are very temporary, which I think will, you know, as soon as the enemy changes, they're going to fracture. Yeah, And the, yeah. the, the, the two will not be able to walk together anymore. Yeah. And so you, you do need this common worldview, this common spirituality, which, which actually binds, um, you know, gives a real foundation to the partnership
3: hmm mm. mm. I remember um uh, I think oh, man it was at an x-29 conference somewhere and um uh who's who's father Auckland again not Eric not Dane
2: Gavin Ray Ray. Ray, 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 thank you right <laughs> right
3: uh he uh he was just saying you know doing the Ray Ray ortland thing' I don't know if you've ever seen him he's all hot you know the the guy's just bleeding I all think over I've heard the places once, yeah. and um and so, you know, he, he was just talking, he was uh, sitting next to, um, oh my goodness, I'm having some serious uh, brain farts going on every year. What, what is the, what are, who's the The guy that you love, Nick, the charismatic guy that wrote the book on amillennialism? Sam uh, Storm. Sam Storm. Yeah, so Sam him. Storms, and, Storms. they're about the same age and whatnot, and they're sitting there on stage and just good buddies, you know, and you can see they've get, gone through a lot together and they're talking about friendship. And um, and uh, Ray Autlan said, you know, at the end, wouldn't it be great if you could just, right in the beginning of your ministry or life, or, you know, sitting out in, in whatever context, make a promise to yourself that you will value friendship, you know, just, just at its rightful place and that you will do everything you can not to lose another friend needlessly. Uh, you know, and there's so many things you could do with a statement like that, but the way it resonated with me was just like, I never think like that. And I'm, I'm definitely the poorer for it. And, you know, there is, you would, there's just no doubt you would be, you would be a much richer man at the end of your life. You would have, you would have put your, your focus in the right place if you would do something like that. So, you know, I think that a similar sentiment comes through after reading a, a treatise like this, you just, you're yeah. just, um, you and know, I think we
2: have to work harder at it as well. I mean, yeah. look at us, how many, how many countries are represented here? <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I mean the the nature yeah. of, of life in the world today is people just disperse. Exactly. You know? exactly. We're not even living in the same town. I mean, and so to have to actually work mm-hmm. in relationships and maintaining those relationships, and praise the Lord for social media and the means by which you can do that. But yeah, but yeah, it's it's the the the, the modern world doesn't lend itself to 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 keeping uh, friendships and relationships strong.
3: No, and I think I think one of the things uh, that that we have to sort of say, and maybe this is a good bridge and closer, but but I think that um, you know one of the things we did, I, I consciously remember talking about this before setting up this podcast as as part of the rationale. I think I'm sure you were with me, Nick. We were, I was listening to Joe Thorne and we were at some sort of thing and we were you know just just thinking about whether we should even do this and and I remember th- thinking about this. one of the things that gripped me more than anything else was that you know there are instances where I, we can all resonate. we've enjoyed, you know, when you're in pastoral ministry, sometimes you're feeling super isolated and, you know, there, there are just moments and seasons like that. And sometimes because you're in a really hard spot. Sometimes it's because you're in a really like obscure location where there are no other people. And, And one of the, one of the things we've all enjoyed is just being able to sit in on conversations with friends and, you know, that's not so far removed, like it's some celebrity that you can never actually connect with. Uh, But, you know, even if it's not the people you talk to every day, you just really do develop a friendship with that, with those people as you just sit in on those conversations. And, and it's, it's one of the things that, that we've so we've been powerfully ministered to uh, in our various contexts by various individuals and podcasts and whatnot. So we thought, Hey, you know, it'd be great if we can contribute something like that and just, just be that it's not, it's not a rep, it's not a, um, replacement necessarily, but it, it's just something that encourages that. And, you know, encourages, uh, individuals along the way with a similar dynamic. Um, because even in ministry, you know, you have, sometimes you go to a new church and it's like elders, but the elders aren't friends, you know, they're not even close and it's actually quite hostile, and, and the poor guy, you know, who's in that setting, is really just yearning for some of for some of those um, some of those more um, you know like minded kindred spirit conversations, um, and and maybe even it's a provocation to develop some of those friendships where there aren't where, where otherwise they wouldn't be developed. So that's one of the things I've always appreciated about doctrine and devotion, uh, Joe and Jimmy, where really they're they're big thing is to just show hey you know guys you can be friends that's okay you know it's okay to actually just develop that and work at that a little bit and I think that's something that even if that happens as a result of listening and you know there's some sort of culture that develops uh, that's a good thing that's a really good thing so uh, and and, you know uh, I suppose uh, it's really great having John on this because you know just from our conversations um that's that's been something of your experience i don't want to pin you with exactly that brush but what would you say john
1: yeah definitely um you know being involved in a in a church plant together in the trenches together uh in florida and then moving to south africa wow and uh yeah you know, east london you're 10, you know, now 10 yeah you know miles away from from those <laughs> friends I mean, yes we you know could still speak on the phone and um through video um but um yeah like listening to podcasts and kind of sitting in on those conversations even though the people don't know that you are yeah but uh yeah well you, it's kind of like they like do you though it.
3: you know because they do know that you're listening because obviously <laughs> yeah yeah play, you know but it's like yeah i know what you mean but it, there's something of a yeah. dynamic even there that's helpful
1: yeah yeah so it's like especially with th John, and in the beginning when you're podcasting every day you know um, Dude. glory days felt like i i had like this this conversation partner you know, just like uh, I'm thinking through these things, and you guys are thinking through the same things, and yeah you know, it's every like I look forward to it every day. Yeah, yeah.
3: amen. Well, there we go, Andre. Andre, uh, there's there's the mandate, bro. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> now we now we podcast on every eighth day. That's the uh, every eighth <laughs> yeah. every eighth day in the, in the eschatological symbolic <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah, in the,
0: exactly in the symbolic sense.
3: Uh Yeah, no, we I mean it was it's so great too. What I loved about it though is that there's John. He's kind of listening in in South Africa doing his thing. You know, we we kind of know because you know we're texting uh, and and uh, you know via Instagram or wherever the the, the first uh, connecting point was, but but then we just get to meet and it's like this instant connection, you know, because we've we've kind of done the groundwork already and we're all on the same page already and it's just I mean there's something cool about that. Mm. So uh, really appreciated having you on today, man. Really mm. uh, good meeting great. you, bro. Yes. And uh, oh, good to meet you if guys just those website uh, addresses again for anyone who wants to follow you and just uh, just keep touch in touch with you and uh, buy some of your uh, beard products uh, just give us all that info again quick before we wrap up because it's not going on the show notes <laughs> <laughs> um, the,
1: the organization is forevermercy.org okay. um, so you can find out about what we're doing in South Africa there awesome. Um Actually the church website, man, I'm not sure. Is it you Cambridge Baptist, to it? This is when I you think. just trust
3: in the Google webs. You just go Google, yeah, Cambridge, Cambridge, Baptist,
1: Baptist East yeah. London. East London. And, uh, <laughs> South, yeah, Africa. and South Africa. South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You have to do that. Otherwise you you'll to get do some East London, London embarking somewhere.
2: <laughs> or East ham or something. Yeah.
3: Um okay. And uh, then Nick,
1: um, I, you, can I ask Nick a question quickly? Yeah, man. Uh, talking about my friendship. Do you know uh, a gentleman na- by the name of Luan? Yes. Luan that's very familiar. Yeah. Luan
2: and Su- is it Suzanne. Let's just watch them? Yes. American
1: girl uh, as yeah, well. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so uh, we're friends. And, Fantastic.
2: Uh, he's such he's a great He's talked guy. a lot about you.
1: Yeah. He's oh, talked wow. a lot about you. And uh, I got him to start listening to and uh, uh, watching TH. <laughs> Sojourner.
2: Man, oh, he's yeah, such a great dude. Awesome. Oh, please pass yeah. on my greetings. Yeah, man. Wow, I haven't. That's a yeah, blast like from the past, right there, man. That's like twenty <laughs> years ago.
3: Um, no way. Cool. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap up at that point. Anyone got any uh thing to add other than that? But um, what I wanted to just say, as you think about it, is just um, today I'll probably get this up as 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 quickly as I can. But one of the reasons we have, in all seriousness, not uh, podcast quite as frequently is because. I've just wrapped up on first semester, my first first semester sort of uh, round there at, at Grace Theological College, which stoked about, just graded the papers, did the whole thing, and and uh, that's done now. So and it's a mad rush into the second semester, which uh, enrollments in clo- uh, close today, the twelfth of July. But I'll get this up today or tomorrow or something like that. And I'm pretty sure you'd be able to, um, there'd be an exception to that rule if you, if you were desperate. The reason I'm, I'm punting this year now because, is because what the second semester is, is teaching basically Klein. It's, um, it's Genesis and Pentateuch. And um, so obviously I'm going to draw heavily from Kingdom, Kingdom Prologue and go into a lot more detail than I went into in the first semester, just with the overview of biblical theology. So if you are interested, that would be cool as well going from this forum and you want something a little more systematic in the way that we kind of move through the material well that would be it effectively and uh I can, think you I think, can you do yeah, that
0: virtually can you yeah you can you
3: can uh, they, they run. they run the whole thing uh you could the lectures online it's six to a schedule and whatnot but you can join in via zoom and um uh, you can audit you don't have to take it for credit um so the auditing costs like uh, 150 new zealand uh, that might not be exactly the right price but something something along that um and so yeah get hold of me touch base with grace theological college directly off mic. Oh. um oh. yeah so it's exciting stuff and um this is the one i've been waiting for this is the you know i'm just gonna blah
2: blah you're gonna get it all
3: so join us Heaven help
0: those poor first first year seminary i know i know exactly now, we'll, we'll, make little... we'll make it fun
3: we'll make it fun don't scare them away don't scare them away um but yeah it'd be great it'd be it'd be a personal kick for me for me if uh if uh, I might even give you some extra points if you're taking it for credit, you know what I mean? If you, just just <laughs> tagline two eight so just use the hashtag. Soldier, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So just write the top um, of your exam paper and you'll be fine. Totally. Alrighty. With that in mind, thanks guys. It's been great. Awesome. Cheers.
2: Old friends oh, Sat sense. on the park bench like Pukins Keep going, neck keep going <laughs>